Welcome to the ICANN Podcast, the podcast of the Indiana Catholic Conference. The Indiana Catholic Conference is the official public policy voice of the Catholic bishops of Indiana. Welcome back to the ICANN Podcast. It's Alexander. And Angela. And we're happy to be back for another week. This week we'll talk about crossover in the midway point at Mm -hmm. the state house as well as the bills um, that we continue to be interested in Mm -hmm. so and the topics of the bills for this week really have to do with uh, environmental policy so it just so happens that that uh, this week was uh, there was a lot of activity in that area for us so first, let's hop into crossover. What do we mean by crossover? What is, what's going on in the leg- legislature right now? Well, crossover. Because it is 2023, an odd-numbered year, by law, the General Assembly goes at least until almost the end of April mm-hmm. compared to last year, an even-numbered year, where we finished March 10th. And so... Halfway between that March date or that April date um, is what we call crossover. The bills that made it through committee and were voted on in each house, either the House or the Senate, um, with their amendments, then they go over to the other side. Mm -hmm. So the bills that survived in the Senate will now go over to the House. The the bills that survived in the House will now go over to the Senate. Those that didn't get a hearing are what we call dead bills. Mm-hmm. So next Monday, the 27th, is the last day for third reading of House bills in the House, meaning that's the, the very last day. So really we have a good sense of which bills are going to move further in the legislative process. So that means that we always have to be vigilant as things are making their way through the state house, just because a bill has died doesn't mean that we're completely off the hook, especially if we want it to die. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're completely off the hook for watching out for it popping up in other areas. Exactly. Um, that being said, there's always bills that we support that um, don't get a hearing and that we'd love to see go forward, some good ideas. And um, unfortunately, there are a number of those that were, were in, in the session this year. Yeah, in a perfect world, 202, um, the one that would give more rights to tenants and create court-ordered escrow account. It's supposed to go to summer study, but if the House decides to put it in something, that would be a great thing, mm-hmm. or put one of the important components of it into something else. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So that, now that we've covered crossover, that's the point where we're at in the session. And we have a little break and can breathe a little bit, but I think we also have a greater focus on, now that we know we're not tracking so many bills, but we have the sense of, okay, it's this finite number of bills that we're following. So I think it gives us a little more clarity on on what's going to happen the second half of the session. But going back to speaking about bills that are dead, there's one this week that we're going to talk about that is a dead bill, but we want to highlight it because we think it's really important. And this is Senate Bill 335. Senate Bill 335 got a hearing in the Senate Environmental Affairs Committee, but it didn't receive a vote. Because it didn't receive a vote and go out of committee, 
that's why it's considered dead. Now, um, you know, there's always an, an potential for it to be assigned that for the the substance of the bill to be assigned as say a um, summer study topic or something like that. Um, but ultimately, that bill itself is dead. Was there testimony on this bill? There was testimony on the bill, and the ICC testified in support. Now, this bill, Senate Bill 335, would establish what's called a Climate Solutions Task Force. And this task force is made up of uh, nine members, some members of the General Assembly, as well as some independent experts. And a task force um, generally is a body that studies issues that are assigned to it in the interim period between meetings of the General Assembly. So really what we mean during the summer, or I guess it usually ends up being more in the fall, around October, September, October, depending on the task force or, or interim study committee, um, they'll study these issues. So anyway, this climate Solutions Task Force is an idea that's been led by a group of high school students starting in in, uh, Lafayette, Indiana. And and since they started with this idea, they've attracted a number of groups who are are interested as well in supporting this. And so the the ICC supported it last year. Um, It didn't receive a hearing last year because it was the first year. And this year, we're, we're glad that it got a hearing, even if it didn't get a vote. Um, Do what, we know why it didn't get a vote, even though they took testimony? Um, I think it had to do with just the will of the committee chair and the uh, members of the committee. Uh, so I think the conversation that we had during the testimony, during the committee meeting, was hopeful because the, the way the ICC is looking at this is it's a very reasonable step to studying some of the issues around um, environmental resiliency and climate change in Indiana. And I think one of the one of the biggest uh, arguments that I made in giving testimony for the ICC is that it's a very prudent step in addressing, really studying. We're not hopping into any one policy proposal, but. Um, studying different issues. And let me just outline a few of those issues that the task force would be required to study. Um, One of them would be the feasibility of um, carbon credit markets. And this is something that has been talked about at the the national level. Um, And it's also something that we've talked about at the state level in past sessions. And it's an idea that tends to have broad or pretty broad bipartisan support. Um, but we haven't done anything with it in Indiana because it's not really understood how, how would we best do that. So that's one example. Um, some of the other examples that the, the task force would study would be um, studying methods to provide Indiana farmers with opportunities to, um, to understand the impact of climate change that would have on their practices and help them to research technology and other things that would help them to adapt to that so that we continue to have a thriving um, agricultural industry. Um, There are also other things about uh, building uh, resilient infrastructure, energy efficiency in in schools, in local governments, in 
um, nonprofit organizations, also religious organizations, and um, other standards for constructing uh, uh, buildings according to energy efficient standards. So, <clears throat> and that's that's just a, a highlight in some of those things. And and um, there's always an opportunity for additional uh, topics to be assigned to that to that task force. But ultimately, the end product of this task force is to create a report based on all their findings and studying over the summer and submit that to the General Assembly. So it provides good foundation for future policy. Um, and we think it would be a really good step. So in addition to Senate Bill 335, um, there's another environmental bill that we've been watching, haven't been as active on, um, but it's received unanimous support coming out of the House, which we're happy to see. So this is House Bill 1138. And Angel, you want to tell us what 1138 does? This is offered by... Um, Representative Carolyn Jackson, um, who I had the opportunity to sit next to at the Catholic Legislators and Bishops Dinner, Mm -hmm. which that tells you that she herself also is Catholic. Mm -hmm. And in 2020, she offered a very similar bill um, that facilities, schools and facilities where children are, um, that the water needed to be tested for lead. Back in 2020, Um, preschools and daycares were amended out, which, again, might be one of those things that you scratch your head at because we know that younger children with smaller brains could be more adversely affected by smaller amounts of lead. And so when this was originally passed, and that was her thinking also to protect this really vulnerable group. And so she's been working diligently for the last few years and Finally, this bill addresses daycares and preschools, and we will get more involved as it goes to the Senate side because we hope to see it pass. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all we have for you this week, two environmental bills, and certainly much more to come as the second half of the session progresses. But in the meantime, please continue to watch our action alerts and pray for us as we make our way through the rest of this 2023 session. And we hope at the beginning of this Lenten season that um, it will be put on your heart to um, continue to pray for all of the things um, that are going on around you. Um, There there is so much. um, And if you feel so moved uh, to support some of these bills by telling your family and friends to contact their lawmakers, in addition to yourself doing that, we would greatly appreciate it. God bless. God bless.